We've got some Southern schools hosting NCAA regionals when it comes to baseball. The Heat and Celtics had one of the craziest endings leading to a Game 7. DeAndre Hopkins was surprisingly cut. Alabama softball is heading to the Softball World Series. And why are there so many good free agents left? It's closing on May. It's almost time for June. And we've got a lot to discuss on this episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I am your host, Jacob Stormwin, at Jake's Take Podcast, at Jake's Still 14. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Christy. Hi. And you can find her on Instagram and TikTok at Christy underscore double zero. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. Your home for all sports in different forms and varieties. Uh, so the first topic, Christy and I are going to attempt to talk about baseball. <laughs> attempt is the key word. So obviously this weekend, as we had touched on in our episode, was the SEC baseball tournament. We had a lot of teams well represented. And now that the SEC tournament is in the books, we have the baseball regionals, which is, I believe, the games that they play before they go on to the World Series. Right. And obviously, you know, Christine and I don't know too, too much about baseball, <laughs> but we're, we're going to try and share as much knowledge as we can. So as it has been discussed and has, has been confirmed at the time of this recording, we have a lot of teams from the SEC who are going to be well represented in the not only regionals, but a lot of them are hosting as well. I mean, we have 12 of the 16 host cities are in the South. And then you have Indiana and California for some reason. Yeah. And like you said, SEC actually has the most with eight teams. No, absolutely. I mean, here are some of the cities that are hosting. We've got Auburn, Alabama, Baton Rouge, Charlottesville, Virginia, Clemson, Columbia, South Carolina, Conway, South Carolina, Fayetteville. I guess we I don't we don't really count Gainesville because Florida does their other thing. <laughs> they yeah, they do. Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, Nashville. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say Oklahoma, Stillwater, Tuscaloosa, and then Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. And obviously you look at this, and this is like just a huge honor because the last time that Alabama hosted a regional was in 2006. And I've got about 30 of these, so I'm not going to say all 30, but the last time mm-hmm. Alabama hosted a regional, Nick Saban wasn't even the coach yet. Wow. Um, I was 10 years old. The iPhone had not come out yet. Um, Right now, there were no Avengers movies being created. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure at that time as well, there was no indication of any Star Wars movies coming out as well. Or the (laughs) idea that Star Wars would be bought by Disney. Oh, that's another thing. Nobody thought Disney would buy everything. Right, or there was no like Disney Plus, like streaming wasn't even that big yet. Nope, you and Netflix was would come in by <laughs> mail, and Blockbuster was still a thing. Yeah, and I'm also trying to think what else happened in 2006. Oh yeah, we had MP3 players and iPods. <laughs> yes, the not iPod. even the cool iPods. <laughs> but just to say that, yeah, it's been a while since Alabama baseball has hosted a regional and it's coming to Tuscaloosa which is great now the next question obviously we have to ask this every time the SEC does 
slightly good in a sport is the SEC and everything conference. I say yes, but I feel like even before this, I've always said yes. And I feel like when I think about football and baseball, I think about the South anyway. Well, when I think of baseball in the SEC, I think of Vanderbilt. So maybe that's mm-hmm. a big reason why we keep right. them in the SEC. Yeah. Now, really with this, obviously we talked about the SEC tournament a lot in our Friday mm-hmm. episode. And it was a huge honor to have in Hoover. You know, I live mm-hmm. in Hoover, so it's been great to see that. They were packing the stadiums. Which is really great. I mean, obviously, we know football games in the South get sold out every day. But to see a different sport be recognized and celebrated is uh, is huge. And I have to agree. I mean, you know, when you look at the South, we're known for football. And then mm-hmm. we have the Braves. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of it. And then okay. right now, we kind of spend from about usually January or February until September just saying what do we do and Mm -hmm. some of us have gotten into basketball some of us have gotten into baseball but I think with this you know it shows that college baseball is coming back in the south Mm -hmm. I mean with the SEC like you said you know with eight teams hosting you know regional games that's pretty huge also shout out to Tulane you know Tulane won the American Athletic with mm-hmm. actually a losing record. Yeah. And people are saying, and by people I mean me, are saying that we should <laughs> let them back in the SEC. Oh, I don't know about that. I think it's too early. I know you've heard me say this for the past <laughs> few months, but I will not back down. <laughs> if we can let Missouri in, yeah. then why can we let in Tulane? I know. So, but it is exciting and to see that we have a lot of baseball teams from the SEC getting some exposure mm-hmm. and we'll focus more on that in future episodes. Moving on to our next point at the time of this recording, game seven is going on of the West, sorry, the Eastern Conference Finals. And on Saturday, a game seven was forced by a call that almost did not happen in game six where Boston led for most of the game, and towards the end, Miami got the lead back. But Boston had one more play. Marcus Smart shot a three. He missed it, and Derek White sprinted to the basket to do a very quick layup (laughs) that looked like you didn't even make but then he found out that he had, and they forced the game seven. Now, at the time of this recording right now, Jason Tatum has been a little gimpy, so we'll have to check in on him. But right now as well, the Boston Celtics are down. Do they have another miracle? I'm not sure, but game seven is two of the best words in basketball history. <laughs> it is. So really with this, it does bring up a few questions as well of can the Celtics move on? At this rate, if they want to move on, they have to, well, I don't know, you know, win this game. And I mean, we're in the second quarter right now. The score is 38 to 25. And they're really struggling by hitting the three. They're two of 15 from the three right now. And... That's something that they're going to have to figure out as well. Also, how is Jason Tatum going to look? Right now, he only has three points. But here's the thing that I've learned about the Boston Celtics teams 
is that in the second half, that is when they go nuclear. So if they go nuclear in the second half, then we have our champ. But then another thing, too, is that the finals start in two days. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how well-rested a team will be if you just played a game on Monday and you're starting a finals game on Thursday. Yeah, that's not a lot of downtime. Right now, the Denver Nuggets are just kind of sitting around, and, and they're obviously practicing, but I feel like they're just kind of sitting around waiting, mm -hmm. and it's more of the which one has the advantage. One of them's rested, and one of them won't right. be rested, but is too much rest a bad thing? So it's all these what-if deals. But obviously, we will check back on that, and we'll focus more on that in our next episode. Moving on to football. Yay. Yes, thank you, <laughs> football content. DeAndre Hopkins got released. Uh, I know. I saw this, and I almost thought it was like a satire NFL memes post. So I looked into it, and from what it seemed, they were trying to trade him. No one really wanted to <laughs> be a trade partner, or the Arizona Cardinals were probably – asking for too much mm -hmm. well he's he's 30 years old i can yes. understand that but you can't ask for something as i don't want to say abruptive as oh let me ask for multiple first rounders for mm -hmm. a 30 year old who just came back and was suspended last right. year yeah there was also some like back and forth about why he set out the last two games now he was on the roster with a knee injury but now the team is saying he was completely healthy so i'm not sure what that's about either well you also have to think about the teams he has played with in houston he didn't have a competent quarterback until deshaun watson before you know obviously we hated Deshaun watson <laughs> yes and in arizona he didn't have the most competent quarterback there because Kyler Murray wants to just mess around and play video games. Right. So he wants to go to a team with a competent quarterback. Mm -hmm. He I listed off a few teams. Of, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say a competent quarterback, but also a culture. Like, I'm not sure that Arizona has that built up yet. Arizona is going to be rebuilding for a yes. while. And I think with it too is that they had good seasons, but they don't know how to have that consistency. Mm -hmm. um, and I think right now, part of this, in my opinion, is just how they drafted Josh Rosen in 2018 and then kicked him to the curb right away. So... I mean, you know, who knows? They might be able to create a new culture there with their new coach who came from the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's under the Nick Sirianni coaching team. Mm -hmm. But in my mindset, I don't know if it was the best place for DeAndre Hopkins. Right, and I feel like it probably wasn't. I mean, they have these players, like you said, who come in and do really well, and then they're just done with them. You know, six 1,000-yard receiving seasons, multi-pro bowler, terrific, terrific receiver, but he's 30. Right. And, and I know, like, we say 30, and that's, like, young, but for his position, it's not. 
he's been in the NFL since 2013. He's had a great mm-hmm. career, you know, multiple Pro Bowls, all pro on the first team, all pro on the second team. But you also have to think about how with DeAndre Hopkins is that he also had stated the teams that he wants to play for. He said he wants to play for contenders. Yeah. That's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> right. So I think he had mentioned the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and maybe the Bengals. Bengals do not need any more wide receivers. They're fine. No. And I think that's all like high hopes. And I have none of those teams on my list for him. I see him going to Cowboys, Ravens, maybe even the Browns, and maybe the Jets play for Aaron Rodgers. I could see that. Some people have winked the Patriots, but mm-hmm. with Bill O'Brien being there, and those two don't like each other. <laughs> no. But he is from South Carolina, so could we see him going to the Panthers? Maybe. I mean, they are building something good in yeah. Charlotte. As much as I would also love to see him come to New Orleans. I highly <laughs> doubt that'll happen. No. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, let's look at this. Hey, DeAndre, do you want to come catch passes from Jalen Hurts or Derek Carr? <laughs> right. <laughs> or, hey, would you want to be a leader on a team with someone like Patty Mahomes or Josh <laughs> Allen or Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's going to be whatever the best business deal is. I mean, like you say it best, at the end of the day, it comes down to being a business. Yep. I On mean, both would, sides for him and would, whatever team. I would love for him to come to a Southern team, but I mean, mm-hmm. it also comes down to best fit. It comes down right. to what he genuinely wants and that's the thing now too with all these free agents is that they want to win i mean they look at their Mm -hmm. first you know seven eight years and they're saying okay i was committed to this team we didn't do jack diggly squat i want to win the ring right you can get paid a lot but and some players might be motivated by just the pay but most of them want to be the best of the best Right. So, and I feel like right now there aren't that many Southern teams that can say, hey, we're going to compete for a Super Bowl because, I mean, the NFC South, like we always say, is that you're going to throw a bunch of rocks down the hill and you're going to label them with the NFC South and whichever one (laughs) hits first will be your first place. Yeah, I feel like every year is a rebuilding year for all those teams. Yeah, which is not fun, but I did that to myself, so it's okay. Um, We're moving on to our next point, softball. And obviously, if we know nothing about baseball, we know nothing about softball. Well, we're going to try. So, obviously, Alabama softball is heading to the Women's College World Series. This is a huge Mm -hmm. honor. This is the 14th time, actually, where they are heading to the Women's College World Series. And, you know, this is a lot to be proud of. I mean, Mm -hmm. when it comes to coaches at Alabama, you obviously think Nick Saban, you think Nate Oates, Mm -hmm. but people forget about Patrick Murphy. Yeah, and they've done some, obviously, this is their 14th time going. They've done some 
amazing things. No, and I definitely have to agree. I mean, this year they finished a record with of uh, 45 wins and 20 losses. <laughs> and their star pitcher, Montana Fouts, was hurt for a lot right. of these games recently. So he she went out there, pitched on basically a bum knee, mm-hmm. and still won. And then you can see as they're celebrating how she's in tears and all the yeah. emotions are coming out. And that I think that was her hundredth win of her own career. It was, yes. And you think about how Patrick Murphy's been there. Patrick Murphy's been there since 1996 when he started as an assistant. And then I believe he took over in 1999 as a head coach. But mm-hmm. he loves that team. He loves everyone who's ever gone to him. You know, he has impacted and it's been great. He was even inducted into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame last year. Right. And I think just that team and that culture in general, like you said, even with Montana injured, you had other seniors who really stepped up and actually like had their best game ever. No, and I definitely have to agree. I mean, that was something too, where last year after they lost, all these players were going into the transfer portal, were graduating Mm -hmm. And then Montana came back, and a lot of people were thinking, okay, well, what's going to happen next up here? And, I mean, Patrick Murphy has over a 1,000 career wins. Yeah. So I, you know, love this. And, I mean, I look at it as well, you know, with the championships. They were they won the World Series in 2012. They've been six times regular SEC champion, season champs under Patrick Murphy, five-time tournament champs under Patrick Murphy. So what I'm saying here is that, you know, he is one of the best. Yeah. Now this is going to be a hard one, but we have to do it because we always do stuff like this. How would we rank Alabama softball in our sports? So I'm actually going to put them, I think in a tie at third and they would be tied with Alabama gymnastics. Ooh, I love that. Okay, so obviously, I've been thinking the same thing, too. You know, we obviously put Alabama football at one. But you cannot forget what Coach Patterson did at Alabama when it came to gymnastics. Yes. So I think they have to be 2A, 2B, and they kind of rotate. Um, Obviously, we have a new gymnastics coach, and she's bringing them back to the standard, which is terrific. But when you think of coaches prior to Nick Saban, it was Coach Patterson and Patrick Murphy. Yeah, and I think I put them third only because of what basketball has done lately. So I had them second just because they're kind of making a name for themselves when they didn't have one. So I think with it right now with basketball, I know basketball is going to be very much competing with football very soon but fortunately Nick Saban and Nate Oates are you know get along really well I am concerned because Greg Burns seems to be hanging out a lot more with Nate than Nick Saban but I also feel like Nick Saban doesn't want to you know just drink a few beers with Greg Burns I think he's just kind of like all right Greg I'll see you please leave me alone (laughs) Separate. And then Nate is, let's go, let's go hang out. We're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to go to Bucky's. <laughs> Which is actually, they, they did. They stopped on a road trip from Bucky to Bucky's one time. It, it was very interesting. 
that our athletic director and our basketball coach did that. And also today, our athletic director and softball coach took a picture and Patrick Murphy was taking advantage of the Brian Robinson giant hat <laughs> fashion icon and wore it. And I just looked at it and I smiled and thought, I mean, it's Patrick Murphy. He can very right. much do this. He can get away with it. <laughs> he can. So I think with this, you know, Alabama softball is one of our top teams. Mm-hmm. It's just getting harder for us to rank our teams because – well, they're all starting to do really well again. Yeah, it's not a bad problem to have. Not at all. So as we always say, everything's cool. Everything's cool. (laughs) But moving on to our final point, and we're back to football because even though it's the offseason, there's still a lot to discuss. Why are there so many free agents still available? Yeah, I think there's a couple factors that can go into this. Well, so like you had maybe, you know, teams are more invested in younger players, but I'm not, I don't know if it's so much the teams as it is these veteran players. And there was even Namakin Sue, which he's an interesting character by himself, but he was quoted in saying he has no desire to be in a summer training camp because it's hot and it's just miserable. So they like, sit it out and wait until someone needs them in the fall, whether someone gets injured and they get brought in or whatever the reason may be. So I think that's definitely a good point to bring up. And obviously, you know, Ndamukong Sue has been in the league since 2010. He mm-hmm. has played for a few different teams. He played with the Lions. He played with the Buccaneers. He played with the Eagles. So he's very well known. But at the end of the day, no, that is a good point because you have to kind of take care of yourself. And he's looking like he really wants to take care of himself, which means a lot. Yeah, it does. It means he's not ready to give up. And I mean, I think with this, you know, it definitely does bring up a good point. But then it also brings up concerns, too, about why has no one signed Ezekiel Elliott? I'm very biased on this just because I don't particularly like Zeke, but I'm probably guessing he's not the easiest person to work with or figure out a contract with. Ooh, I could see that. I mean, he was really good his first few years in Dallas. And then he struggled recently. Then Tony Pollard has been great. I mean, I had Tony Pollard on my fantasy team, so I can say that. And then after that, you could kind of see the writing on the wall. Right. And with the age of running backs being mm-hmm. like 29, you don't have as long of a career. Right. So he was definitely a surprise. But I mean, even looking at this article right now, there are so many defensive linemen still available. I mean, Frank Clark's still available. Leonard Floyd. Obviously, mm-hmm. we talked about DeAndre Hopkins already. Yannick Ngakwe. Jadavian Clowney. And then even some quarterbacks, too. Now, I don't know if there is going to be certain quarterbacks who are still available or anything or what's going to happen there. But 
I feel like every team is kind of in need of a backup quarterback. Yeah, I could see that. And I think overall, I think teams are really still trying to build their starting offenses. And I think that's what they're going to do first. And then they're going to kind of fill in the gaps with free agents. Well, so what I think might need to be done, especially in some of our small market teams for Atlanta, they need to look for more defense. Mm -hmm. They have some good wide receivers. But they might need another one. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins goes there. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I think they need a – no, they have a Titan. They have Calpits. With the Titans, I feel like the Titans are the ones that need the biggest offensive makeover. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Derrick Henry can't do it all forever. No, Derrick Henry can't do it all. I mean, he, he threw the ball a few times. And yeah. He's pretty good there. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then with the Saints, you know, the Saints look like they want to contend. I mean, you bring in Derek Carr as your quarterback, Jamal Williams to pair with Alvin Kamara. You get Michael Thomas back. You have Foster Moreau, who is looking really good after the cancer diagnosis, I believe. And then on your defense, you return a lot of your players as well. So they could be impacted by free agency too. But I also feel like a lot of these players too might not get phone calls until even the beginning of the season or even, you know, the middle of the season. Yeah. I mean, most of the things I was reading was kind of hinting at that and basically whether they're, like I said, on reserve because of injuries or they're just going to be brought in last minute. It's hard to tell. It really is. I mean, it's still very early. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even think OTAs for everyone has started yet. Right. So obviously, you know, we'll have some more stories about that and we'll focus more on it in the future. But that was going to do on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. You can find this episode on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon music we're basically on all podcast platforms as always you can follow me on instagram twitter facebook tiktok at jake state podcast or my personal instagram jake sil 14 or my personal twitter at slates by jake you can follow christy on instagram and tiktok at christy marie underscore double zero as always this is sponsored by variety sports network at variety underscore sport underscore your home for all sports different forms and varieties drop a like drop a follow subscribe share this with your friends We couldn't be here without y'all, especially during summer when the news isn't as exciting, but we still are here. We're still providing some of y'all. And of course, we're going to keep y'all updated about some exciting events as well, especially how game seven ends and what is next. But as always, thank you so much for all the love and support. Continue to be great. Be the best version of you you can be. Happy Memorial Day weekend, and remember to thank and honor those who have served and who have lost their lives to help us be here. Mm-hmm. Continue to be a light in this world. The world is still a very interesting place and needs our love and support. And as always, we will see and hear from you all later. Take care. Bye.